Well, hey, everybody, it's Bob Nagan, and I'm super excited to have Mark Weiss uh, here for an interview. Mark is the president and CEO of Management One um, and one of the most uh, astute observers of what's going on with independent, uh, particularly independent brick and mortar retailers. And so we're here to have a conversation to help you navigate this whole pandemic a little more effectively. So, Mark, thank you for being here. Just really excited about it. Uh, thank you, Bob. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yes. it. So before we begin, Management One, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do, and you know, just give us some background. Well, we um, retailers spend more money on inventory than anything else, and how that money gets spent and invested uh, determines how much cash they have at the end of the year. So we help um, we're in predictive analytics and merchandise intelligence, and we work with independent specialty retailers and help them work through that so they're spending the right money and the right amount at the right time, flowing it correctly so they've got the cash they, they worked hard to get at the end of the year, at the end of each season. So we've been doing it for over 32 years, and um, we're glad to have our partnership with you, Bob, and your team because it's all about uh, turning inventory into cash, and uh, we do it on the backside with planning side of uh, of the um, of the investments retailers make. Yeah, great. And uh, if you've been to the Retail Success Summit, or you've been part of our Wizbank community for any amount of time, you know how heartily we endorse Management One and how passionate we are about this idea that if you're gonna be a true retail pro, you need to have pros on your team. And one of the things that you need to do is manage your, your inventory professionally, not the way that uh, I did it when I started out in retail. But so, so Mark, so Mark and I had Where a conversation. Of, go ahead, what's that? Where the science do it and the science works. Oh yeah, and the science absolutely works. And you know, so many times, uh, oh, I'm thinking in particular about Carl Tucker right now. So Carl has a store here in Grand Haven. It's one of our favorite stores, really good retailer. And for probably three years, every time I go into Earth's Edge, I've been like, Carl, 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 Carl. Now he's using management one and you know, he can't stop talking about it every time I come into the store. And and you know, we have dozens and dozens of stories like that. So you know, if you are listening to this interview or watching this interview and you don't know about Management One, you owe it to yourself. Uh, really, truly, I mean, we're going to get into this later in the interview, but when this whole thing is done and we've all come out on the other side, uh, I believe that one of the ways to position yourself for the future is to really, really have a team of professionals around you and Management One should be part of that team. So... Thank you. But yo, you're welcome. But going back, so it, it was about a month ago now, it seems like about four years ago, but about a month ago, you and I had a conversation. You were uh, putting together your webinar series and we put together our special reports and we were talking about it. And it seemed, and we, we were having all these conversations about there's going to be a disruption in the supply chain. It almost seems quaint now to think that that was the biggest worry we were really having is where are we going to get our inventory now i mean you know half of the world is literally shut down when you look at what has happened uh, you know and you look through at it through the lens of you know management one and your clients and what you do 
what do you see happening and how do you see it playing out you know in the near future yeah well i think you still have a you're still going to have a supply chain issue and um and i think that the seasons are going the seasons are going to be pushed more to where now buy now where now which is actually a positive thing and you know one of the things that you and i bob both have in common is we're always looking for the silver cloud the silver lining in every cloud at the silver cloud in every lining. <laughs> Maybe that would be a better way to put it. And I think that there are going to be some positives that come out of that. But certainly the, the demand side of it um, has been a disappointment with the amount of store closings and uh, so forth. But, you know, we're in 23 different verticals, and some of the verticals have really done well. I mean, our uniform stores, our pet stores, our, you know, feed stores, um, adult adult stores, they, they've done they've, <laughs> We've done well in this. Once it can stay open, so. Um, but I do think that the demand side is, um, you know, everybody's wondering about what you know, what I open, what should I have, what should I promote, um, uh, what should I, you know, what's the fall going to look like? How much should I have on order? Um, what's my? So those are the kinds of things that we deal with now, and you know, our whole team, our, our planning team, that. And, um, you know, we really don't have logic for this. We have 2001, 2008, uh, but we do, we're still tracking information every day. So uh, it's good. And we've got, you know, stores all over North America and Latin America and some in Europe, um, but mostly in, you know, this hemisphere. And so we're getting really good information and data every day. So the data isn't good, but it's not as bad as the press makes it sound. And I think that part of it is not to get too caught up in, I mean, what you, you know, the science is important. Understanding the medicine and the science is important. But as a retailer, you've got to think about where am I, where am I, where am I today? And what am I going to do? What can I do today to be productive and efficient uh, for tomorrow? And what am I going to do tomorrow? And those are the issues that we deal with from a, from a data standpoint. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so we had Rich Rose on for an interview a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about, and you and I talked about this before we actually hit the record button, this whole idea of, you know, plans changing all the time, but you still need to make a plan. And Rich recommended, you know, doing an eight-week cash flow on the assumption of no sales and, you know, and then adjusting as you go. And, you know, to your point, because you are, if, if someone is your client, they have the ability to look past their gut and to look into, you know, actual data. And I think that that probably makes that planning infinitely more effective. Would you agree with that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, everybody's got inventory in their store and their stores are closed and they're wondering about how am I going to pay for this? What am I going to do with this inventory? Uh, I paid full price for it or I owe for it and I'm not going to be selling, being able to sell it at full price. So I think there's a, the uncertainty of all of this is, is immense. And um, so I think that dealing with that uncertainty, you know, you have to look at what can I control in any situation. And one of the things I'm just going to throw up um, an idea out there. I read uh, Dan Sullivan's um, Scary Times Manual every morning just to get myself yeah. <laughs> so I don't go crazy myself. You know, Bob, you and I own businesses. So just like, you know, all the people who are listening to this, you know, we have the same anxieties, the same fears, and the same concerns. We're facing the same questions. The difference is um, our inventories and our people. Your for retailers, their inventories and their people, and in their and in their their inventory that they sell. 
So I would say that um, I know Rich well. He's been uh, you know with us for a long time. He's helped many of you and many of our clients. Uh, one of the things that I've asked retailers to do is, what's your cash balance today? You know, um, what do you owe in rent? What do you owe in payables? What do you owe in other expenses? And then where, what revenue do you think you're going to, re, you know, realize in the next um, two weeks? And then, well, I actually do it through April 5th and then give yourself a balance. So you have some kind of starting point because you're going to have available funds from the government in the EIDL, which I know you talked about yesterday, and a payroll protection plan, which is going to be released on Friday. And um, there's, there, we have all the new documentation there. In fact, we're going to have a follow-up webinar from yours, and Rich will be on it, uh, just talking about any adaptations or changes or answering any additional questions that people may have. So how you use those funds for your payables and for your vendors, uh, for your, for your pay, vendor payables and your rent are important. And I know, Bob, you've been... Um, You've been promoting our, our negotiating webinar with landlords. This is critical. I mean, the, the questions that you have as a retailer, you know, you've, you've, we're all in this together. So to the extent that we all cooperate and collaborate together with our landlords and our creditors is critical. And you've got one shot here to really do it well so that you come out on the other end successful. Retail Dive, uh, which I don't know how many of you read, but it's a, it's a good publication. They estimate that 15,000 retailers are going to go out of business post-coronavirus. You know, so that is another, um, it's a bad number, but it also means that you won't have as much competition. And for those of you that use resources like, you know, Bob, uh, Whizbang, uh, Management One, you're better prepared and better situated to come out on the other side because you're using data, you're using proven um, tools and techniques to be successful. So, you know, one of those is how you use the, the money you're going to get, and that's critical right now. You really need to be thoughtful and careful about that, and that's where we would really get involved on our side, on the inventory side, uh, so that you can begin to think about what do I own in the store? How do I liquidate it in cash? How do I negotiate with my vendors? And then when I start to open, I mean, they're talking about Northern California opening May 3rd now. As I begin to open, what am I going to have to sell and how much, what's the supply chain, which you brought up earlier about, what's that supply chain going to look like? So we know that um, fall is going to be pushed to October, um, that, you know, it's going to be difficult landing goods uh, in the June, July, August period. Um, so there's a lot of thoughtfulness that has to go. One of the things that we do is break stores down into classifications. And one of the things that we look at are what are classifications that working? What classifications can I get goods in uh, that will be available to me? So there's lots of, I, I, can, I can create more questions than I can have answers for. <laughs> if you follow the data like we do, then some of those questions get easily answered. So I know I kind of went on a whirlwind there, Bob. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but no. So 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 here's what I mean. I, I agree with you 100. percent I believe that in every problem there are opportunities, and I believe that one of the things that there's a couple of things that are happening, and what the, that one is that there's a fundamental change in the way that we're doing doing business. Sure. We were, it was always about bringing people into the store. And there's going to be a certain trepidation about crowds no matter what. But what we're seeing right now is people doing social selling, 
people doing clientele. You know, I mean, our friend Maureen Doran, who's a client of yours also. We did a uh, an interview on her, her clientele program. So whereas it was always driving traffic into the store, it used to be omni-channel. Now it's also all, almost omni-engagement. So rather than it's just all about bringing people to the store, now we're going to the store. And the people who do that well are going to be uniquely positioned to to thrive when this is done. Would Can you speak to that? Uh, yeah, I, I could, I'm glad you brought that up. I think this, this moment in time um, when your stores are closed or, or you're dealing with those kinds of issues, now's the time to be thinking about how do I create my digital footprint? How do I engage with my customers you know, through all the different um, social media uh, outlets that there are? We're finding that a lot of our clients are having tremendous success. We have clients that have never been um, never done e-commerce or sold on Instagram, and they've been able to, they've managed to get it up and running in 48 hours of uh, one client. Uh, we begged to do this, and uh, I, she said, well, nobody wants to buy anything. And I said, just get it up, right? And so she did, and she calls back, and she says, I can't believe it. I did $10,000 in the last three hours. <laughs> and I didn't realize my clients had such an appetite for, they miss us. And that's the thing that, you know, we're in a community. And after 2001, you know, the stores were closed for like eight or nine days. And then the last week of September, people just flocked to the stores. And our stores did more business in that week than they did in the month of December. But we're not going to, to your point, Bob, that's not going to happen this time. You know, so you've got to find a way to create a community with your customers. And you can do that virtually. You can do that with uh, digital um, digital sessions, you can have um, happy hour with them. You can show off the new items that you got. There's lots of things you can do. You just have to be willing to not feel sorry for yourself that nobody can come in the store. But you can reach your customers in ways that are not going to be too different than the way you're going to reach them. You know, when we're out of this, you know, retail in the next five years, all this coronavirus said, and here is the real bonus the real bonus is it's accelerating change at a pace that could have never happened without it so all of you that have been sleeping at the wheel to get into the digital world you you just got a wake-up call and that's a good thing for you yeah no i i couldn't agree with you more and and also uh so bob zeckel who's another one of your clients uh posted on whizbang retailers what's that the pajama man. The pajama man. Yes, yes. Uh, Cloud Nine pajamas. And so, if, if you're a Canadian who needs some wonderful sleepwear, uh, go go to Cloud Nine pajamas. But he posted on Whizbang retailers that, and, and the quote was: "For those of you who follow the Whizbang way, we believe that we're going to be better off than ever." And what he meant by that was. You know, it, it, we at WizBank Training and you at Management One were intensely customer focused. Right. And if you've been intensely customer focused for, you know, for, in the past, and you've really built those relationships the right way, you know, to that person who got did $10,000 by just going online, you built that relationship. And when people are able to come back and support you, they're just going to come back with such a, 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 almost ferocity because they want you to be successful. And I think so, I think that it's uh, about what you've done in the past, 
but it's also to, you know, I mean, if you've built relationships the right way in the past, you're positioning yourself to be more successful in the future. But it's also to what you were saying is it's causing change. You know, people are doing Facebook lives who, have, who would never dream of doing a Facebook live, but now they have to. The hustle becomes more important. And uh, there's something else that I want to bring up and I'd like you to speak to is authenticity. Uh, you know, I was uh, talking to a client and she asked me about sending out an email. Her typical emails are, you know, and she's a, a woman's boutique. Her typical emails, you know, have a graphic and a message. And that served her well, you know, during normal times. But she sent me and said, what do you think about this? And I told her, I said, I don't like it at all. It's a graphic. You look like Nordstrom's. I said, make a video and be you and see what happens. Well, she sent out the first uh, email and essentially got two orders from it. She made a video and uh, she said it wasn't even a very good video, but she got 30 orders from it. it we are now in the business of being ourselves. Right. And if you're not an, if you're if you're not a good person, that's bad for you also. But I mean, do, do you agree with that whole idea of authenticity and being yourself is important? Yeah, I mean, I think people crave it. I mean, I think the desire to be around and surround yourself with people who are authentic and real is huge. And most independent retailers are. I mean, they come from the same place that their customers come from. So their ability to reach out and connect in that way. I've always said that. You know, for for most of my career, I said the two. You know, retail was really about people and inventory, but now I believe it's people, inventory, and messaging. How you message to and to your point, Bob. If you can do it authentically, which should be natural for most of our clients, that will resonate with with your customers in a way that the big guys can't. Um, they're still going to be big corporations. They're still going to be Amazon and and corporations and. You know, not taking care of their people the way that you do. I mean, that one-on-one -on -one is something you can express, but you've got to learn how to message it. In that example of that person that, you know, did a video instead of just an email. And, and I want to speak a way to also uh, encourage authenticity. And a lot of people don't like to do this, is forget about email for a while. Pick up the phone and call people. Right. Call the customer and say, you know, Bob, how you doing? How's your family? How you guys working through this thing? The discussion will end up coming back to the store, but if you show that you care, Zig Ziglar had a, a great line, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And my Angelou said, you know, people will forget what you did for them, people will forget what you um, said, but they'll never forget about how you made them feel. So to the extent that you make people feel good, the return on that investment is priceless. And don't worry about the 20% of the people who I call are mumsers, but you know the 80 or 90 percent, or even 95 percent of the good people out there will really, really the ones you really want to be around, anyway. So I, I think the authenticity thing is just about being real, and and sometimes just forget about I, as much as I believe in the digital part of it, and I'm you know full full on with that. But sometimes the digital part is just facetiming or talking to your customers, and that's huge. I mean. I have a, another client in Houston, and we were talking, and uh, last week I said, you know, have you been calling your customers? And he says, yeah, all I do is walk around the house with this pin to my ear and FaceTiming my customers. You know what they say? What can I do for you? Right, exactly. 
what you can do for me is I can't get in a store to sell anything. I can't, I'm locked out from even going in. But what you can do is, you know, maybe buy a gift certificate and use it. You know what? He collected a gift certificate money that week. No. $60,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> All from phone calls with his customers who said, what can we do to help? That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know, and, and it's, uh, something else that we've been talking about, you know, so I, I don't know. He did a projection that he did it. What's he, that? He was able to add that to his quick cash flow projection. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's exactly right. So uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm doing a podcast every morning, right? So right. Uh, it, Corona and the it's coronavirus and the independent retailer podcast. And one of the, the, the themes that I just keep coming back to is this idea of hustle, you know, yeah. hustle. All of this stuff that people are doing now uh, because they're forced to hustle is going to be part of the way that they do business when this is done. Uh, so we were, we were, I just had a platinum mastermind group call, Susan and I did, and we were laughing about in January, we had our meeting in Los Angeles. And Susan and I were talking about the, that this is coming, and they all looked at us like we were conspiracy theorists. But we had David Lawrence the Seventeenth. He's a voiceover actor, and a you know he's a, he's a he's an actor. He's like Dan Jablons, right? They're sort of in that same circle. You know, they got bit parts here and there. Um, but he did a thing on live video, and uh, half of the room had never done live video. Now, this is just in January, and the message that he gave, and he got very very emotional when he gave it because people were saying, oh, you know, I, I don't look good. You know, and people had all these excuses why they weren't going to do live video. And David just in, a, in, his very, in his very, very David way was like, look, you're enough. You are enough. Just, you just need to be there, get on it, and do it. And so all of these people who would have never tried this needed to try it because of the hustle, needed to pick up the phone and, you know, do some clienteling. All of a sudden, when they're done, they're going to they're gonna have a whole new set of skill sets that they're going to be able to run with when this is done. And oh. to your point earlier, there's not going to be as much competition. You know, the Beanie Babies, I lived through Beanie Babies. And Beanie Babies made a lot of people think they were really, really smart. When in actuality, all they had was a Beanie Baby account. And when Beanie Babies went around away, all of a sudden, you know, what, what did Warren Buffett say? When the tide goes down, you see who's not wearing any swim trunks yeah. or something like that. And, and that's, that's what's going to happen here, right? But the people who are good, the people we're talking about, the people who use your services, you know, the people who are studying their retail mastery system, they're going to, I mean, good things are going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's, a lot of it just comes, you know, part of what I think we, we deliver that makes it work is the focus. You know, if you focus on the data side, the planning side, you can strategize, you can create tactics, you can, you know, where you thought you were stuck, all of a sudden you can see where you're not stuck. Because um, there's so much of this uh, kind of thinking, well, you know, we, we tend to look at um, circumstantial uh, evidence to make decisions. And that's, you know, I found that the world is counterintuitive. When you, what the data tells us is different than what you might be reading in the paper. I mean, I was talking to you about it before, Bob. You know, 
40, 42% of our clients did better than average and only dropped 19% for the month of March. 58% didn't do well. You know, they dropped like 59%, but a third of those were closed, so they couldn't. So overall, right. the numbers, if you look beneath the numbers, there are some things there that are not that bad. So it's a matter of looking for where those are. And I think the thing that Retail Mastery does and the selling, you know, uh, the selling academy do is they really get you to focus on the things and the activities that you can do to uh, be, uh, to hustle and just kick it up a notch. We call it being relentless, but hustle. And if you can kick it up a notch, you'll, you'll come out on the other end better than maybe you did coming in. I, I absolutely. I mean, I, I 100% believe that you're getting new skills. So, uh, in my 19 years of retail, I went through three existential crises, you know, three times where I should be broke, right? I should close the doors, but by God, I'm, I'm young, I'm poor, I'm stupid, I'm relentless, so I, I, I didn't. But, you know, every time I managed to make it through, uh, I was better. I mean, I still wasn't good enough not to do it again, of course. But, uh, well, Bob, you, you think like this, you think like... Um, what can I do to be better? You don't take you don't take it on the chin. When you get knocked down, you get back up, and you learn from it, and you figure out how to be better at what you do, and not just sit in your own. Uh, another Zig Ziglar thing about getting caught in the squat, which is one of my favorite expressions. He, he told the story about before a muffin. And I lived in the South for a while, but I never I never do this. Before a biscuit or a muffin, I guess it's a biscuit rises, it drops. Uh -huh. and so then it, it takes a force of heat to get it up to rise. Okay. So, and so when it drops, it's called a squat. So he always said, don't get caught in the squat. And I think we're in that now. And, you know, the thing is, it's going to take an effort, a hustle, a relentlessness, as you say, to push yourself back up. But if you do that, you'll be the victor in the end. There's no question about that. You've done it three times in your life. I don't know any successful person that hasn't, you know, you know, had awful failure and i have as well and yeah. you know, what you it's what you do with that and how you come out of it uh that gives you the strength to get through situations like this so for those of you that are young that just haven't don't have as many miles behind you as two guys that have been through the wars for a long time and we're both here and persevering and prospering uh and will prosper again because we've, you know, we don't get freaked out by this stuff. And I think don't put, don't put, don't hit the panic button. Stay focused on the things you can do and the things you can control. And a lot of that is what Bob delivers and what we deliver. And you stay focused on those things. A lot of good things can happen. You know, your morning chats are just essential because they give people hope and confidence when, you know, if they turn on the news, all they feel is despair and, and discouragement. So I think, and there is a lot of things to feel, there's a lot of bad things happening. I'm not second oh, absolutely. But, you know, part of it is uh, we still have to stay focused for our, for our sakes, for our family's sakes, stress uh, hurts your immune system. It, it can, you can get sick anyways. You don't want to get sick and have to go to a hospital right now. Not so, right now. So, I mean, I think there's, your business gives you a place to find uh, outside of being with your family all day, which has got to be, you know, a challenge for a lot of us. Uh, but it's a good thing. But, you know, you know, 
uh, what do they say about fish? Well, friends that stay too long, it's like fish. Yeah. <laughs> so we're learning to live with each other, but your business gives you an opportunity to have an outlet to think about really positive things. And I think that's great. You got vendors to negotiate with, landlords to negotiate with. And I want to say this, when you know, in, when you get into, you're going to all be going through a lot of negotiations. As you go through it, one of the things that, you know, and you remember my partner, Evan, Evan decided yeah, of course. five years ago, and I bought him out because I wasn't quite ready for that. And uh, one of the things Evan always would say, you know, before we, we went into a negotiation is don't negotiate against yourself, Mark. Don't talk yourself out of what you think the other side's going to say and give up. You know, right. you really don't know. And when people go into negotiations with their vendors, you know, don't believe that the vendor is going to not be proactive and be willing to work with you or the landlord. I mean, you will have examples where they're not, but you also have to look for common ground to grow from. So these are the things that you should be thinking about and working on and focusing on, from my point of view, as well, along with what you're going to do on your business. So from the things we've talked about today, Bob, it sounds like the brain is going to be a very busy place for your for all of our clients. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I know, so, uh, you know, we've heard great, great, great. I haven't had time. I, I'm like, you, you're probably, I mean, there's so much, so much information and so much things, but I have heard great things about your webinar, Negotiating with Landlords, and that's posted uh, on Whizbang Retailers. And you, you mentioned that you've got another one coming up for negotiating with your vendors. Can you tell us more? And, and I know that you have a, we, we call it a binge watch page where they can find all of uh, access to all of your webinars. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we're going to have that next Thursday. Um, we're going to have uh, Gary Wassner, who's the CEO of Hilden Factors. And, you know, they represent the, the vendors and, and retailers. And uh, he's a super smart guy. He's got a lot of good advice. I was on a webinar with him on Monday uh, through Informa, and he talked a lot about collaboration uh, and cooperation between vendors and retailers. They need each other. So he's going to be on. We're going to have two of our clients on. Uh, one is Maureen, and talking about the negotiation she's been doing. There's lots of tactics and strategies. We have another um, a retailer from uh, Dallas that will be on, and we're also inviting uh, two or three vendors to be on. So I think it's going to be a, a great forum and a real educational opportunity for uh, everybody that attends to really um, have some ammunition, have some ideas, have some thoughts, so they're just not shooting from the hip. Yeah. You know, I know the, the, the I know the uh, I know we got tremendous feedback from retailers about the um, what Butch did with the um, the um, the uh, rent negotiation, and you know we chose Butch because he he's he's done this for he was a successful retailer for forty three years and had ups and downs. I mean there were three or four times where he had to go to retailers. It wasn't coronavirus; it was other things. He had to go to excuse me, vent. He had to go to his landlords and and work through issues, and he was successful at it. So a part of why we're going to have retailers on that webinar and vendors is so you're hearing from the people that are going to have to do what you do, but also the people, you know, who you're going to be negotiating against. And, and I really thought that Gary's a very smart, bright man. Um, and he really had some great ideas and thoughts about what retailers need to do um, in the next six months. So he's got an insight into the business uh, globally that other people, uh, that, you know, he's willing to share. So I think that's great. 
that that that's great so we'll make a point of posting that on Wizbang retailers but in case people are listening to this as a podcast can you give us your website address so that they know where to go sure we also have a blog up on there you can click on any of it it's www well you don't have to say that anymore it's management <laughs> we're old school mark <laughs> it's management and then it's hyphen one.com management hyphen one.com not underscore but hyphen one.com i feel like a follower go to my website but you don't have to and we also we we also put an action thing up there for things that you know you can do from what we provide that that can be a benefit to you um you know we don't get into the the work that bob does well because bob does it better than anybody else but you know when it comes to planning your inventory and all the things that surround it you know, vendors and landlords, um, uh, and also help you with your, you know, help you manage your expenses. I mean, we've got, we've got, um, if you want to look at what your business is going to look like, um, you know, um, when this is over, we've got templates to help you with that too. We're just, Bob, you and I share one thing. We talked about this early on. We're in it to help our community. And to the extent that our experience, our knowledge, our assets, our resources can be available to you so that you're, you're, alive and, and strong when this is over you know helps us all we you and i both came out of independent retail we both owned our own independent retail businesses we've committed our lives to helping retailers be successful and you know we're you know we're in this with you so it's not like we're consultants that came out of college we're i mean we both graduated from college but we're, we're people who came out of the college of retail and we have used everything we've learned uh, over the last years to benefit our community. And I think that's why we're, we align so well. That's right. Excuse me one second. I got to go let the dog in. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a song, do let the dog out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, working from the kitchen table. Because if I don't let it, he'll get more insistent and more and louder and louder and louder. So good. So, uh, so for th thank you so much. You're, yeah, Tucker, no. Uh, <laughs> and now Bob, that's a perfect example of authenticity. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much. You know, I, I so appreciate your insights. And so if anybody is listening to this and you don't know about Management One, you know, almost every interview I have done with thought leaders like you, like Crystal, you know, the people who are uh, not only the retailers, but the people like us who are trying our best to to be a resource for the retailers, everybody keeps coming back to this idea of, you know, when this is over, the best are going to be golden. And when I think of, you know, I mean, we have this, this whole model about the pillars of the independent retailer, what it takes to be successful. And one of the pillars is fundamentals and, uh, managing your inventory professionally is a fundamental. I really believe that for you, Mark, and, and everybody at Management One, I think your future is incredibly bright because when this is all done, everybody who survives is gonna go, I need to be good. I mean, no, I need to be really, really good. There's no room for rookies anymore, right? The amateurs are gonna get flushed out. <coughs> And the pros are going to use services like yours. So, excuse me.
So if you are uh, listening to this interview and you don't know about Management One or you aren't using a professional planning service, you owe it your, to yourself to go check out uh, Management One. So, uh, Mark, any final words for any of the retailers, any independent retailers who might be listening to this interview? Stay strong, um, strengthen your relationships, um, and in terms of strengthening your relationships with your customers, uh, with your vendors, even with your landlords. I mean, we're in a, we have an opportunity, you mentioned Golden, we have an opportunity to really build and make our relationships stronger with within and without our, without. Um, you know, we did, we developed, uh, we have a hundred affiliates that provide our, our planning to retailers. We set up a coronavirus channel on Slack, which is, you know, an internal communication. So we're constantly being fed ideas all the time. And so at every level that you can find to strengthen a relationship, you know, whether with me, it's with my affiliates and with you and with our, our retailers, but as a retailer, you can do that and, and focus on those relationships because that'll pay you the dividends Bob talked about on the other side of this. Great, wonderful. All right, well, Mark, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy, uh, and uh, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate you and what you're doing. Right, take care.